It's a cold April morning in the suburbs of London. With the golden arches aglow in the background and their breath visible in the cold air, here they were, a strange gang-like group huddled at a McDonald's parking lot. You have representatives from the FBI, you have prosecutors from the US Justice Department, you have some British cops from Scotland Yard that are there to kind of help coordinate the whole thing. It's six o'clock in the morning, and, you know, at that point in time, they don't know what they're going to meet. They're preparing for a sting of a high-target white-collar criminal. Imagining they'll pull up to an obnoxiously huge house, multi-car garage full of expensive cars that the owner probably never drives. But what they found was not that at all. They pull up outside a very standard, ordinary-looking, suburban, terraced home with a satellite dish and a plastic porch. And then this short Asian guy with a beard, old guy, answers the door and shouts upstairs to his son, who's asleep. You know, Navinda, there's some people here to see you. And Nav, a couple of minutes later, pads down the stairs in his tracksuit bottoms, his hair everywhere, half asleep. Uh, and that's when they read him his rights. His parents, his friends, his neighbors, the mailman. No one knew that this skinny dude in the sloppy tracksuit and morning hair was accused of having brought the global financial markets to its knees. I'm Alzo Slade, and from something else, this is Cheat. Just a little while ago, I remember looking at my phone to find my news feed full of articles talking about one company. No way you could have avoided this story over the past few days. GameStop. 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 They're set to continue their head-spinning ascent today. Shares and I'm thinking, what's the big deal? It's just a store I'd go to to get video games for my nephew. Turns out, a group of small-time traders got together on Reddit, bought the stock of this failing chain of video game stores, raised the price and made a killing. Amid an ongoing battle between bullish day traders... Which spoiled the plans of some of the biggest hedge funds in the world. It's a classic David versus Goliath story. It's like a David versus Goliath That raises a lot of questions like, exactly how fair is the playing field of finance? And who are these cheats in all of this? Is it the folks trying to beat the big money fat cats at their own game? Or is it the fat cats themselves who rigged the market in their favor? But GameStop isn't the first time the little guy has made a mockery of the market. Just a few years ago, another young trader went down in folklore. To some, he was a hero, a Robin Hood character, with no regard for the system. To others, a reckless lawbreaker who was maybe responsible for wiping $1 trillion off the global financial markets. The story of how this one enigmatic dude got all of this fame and notoriety really begins in 2010. It's just two years after the global financial crisis and the markets are volatile. But it's not just the markets. Hey, what's up, folks? It's Alzo here. That's a sneak peek of one of the first episodes of my new show, Cheat. It comes out May 24th. You can follow the show on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can hear more about how Navinder Sarau allegedly caused a trillion-dollar stock market crash. Before I go, I want to give you a teaser of one more episode. Let me take you back to the early 80s. You know the vibe. 
big hair, shoulder pads, Duran Duran playing on the radio. We're at Madison Square Garden on a night that's gone down as one of the most shameful in boxing history. It's a story about money, power, and a sport where the rules of the game are the only thing standing between you and anarchy. On June 16, 1983, a boxer from the Bronx named Louis Resto was taking on the young promising prospect, Billy Collins. It's a fight that would change both men's lives forever. Madison Square Garden is packed. It's the biggest crowd in 10 years, and the noise is beginning to build. The night had an electric feeling to it at the garden. The garden was sold out. And I remember it being, in my 43 years in boxing, one of the most exciting nights ever. I mean, Ali came in in the middle of the night, and the entire crowd chanted his name. It's like an old-time fight. Just before the main event, there's an undercard fight. Two boxers, they're kind of small fry compared to the likes of Ali, are facing off in the ring. Coming up, Irish Billy Collins against welterweight Louis Resto. Uh, Fighters like that very often take fights to get the payday. And this was a good payday because it was at Madison Square Garden on a very major show. And Steve's not paying much attention at first. Like everybody else, he's waiting for the title fight. A lot of times in the, in the press section, we, we take some of the undercard fights sort of for granted. We don't pay full, strict attention. Then suddenly, he starts to take notice. One of the fighters is taking a beating. And it's not a regular boxing beating. He's getting his face smashed in. I mean, his eyes, above his eyes, on his eyelids, and below his eyes, both eyes, turned totally black and blue during the fight. And it looked like he was not being hit by gloves. It looked like he was being hit by a baseball bat. What Steve didn't know at the time is that he was witnessing one of the most heinous acts of cheating in boxing history. This seemed to just go one step further. And it was a step that was an ugly step, and it happened in a sport that occasionally is very ugly normally by itself. So it's, it's a story of what man is capable of. And uh, in that sense, it's a very disturbing story. Cheat from something else. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.